0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Play Choices Podcast, a podcast you hear. I'm your host, V.
1: Hi, I'm the co-host, Lucas.
0: So we're going to spend this episode discussing chapters 11 through 13 of Laws of Attraction Book 1. This episode is not spoiler safe, so if you do want to avoid spoilers for Laws of Attraction Book 1, Chapters 1 through 13, please go read those first, and we'll be here for you to come back and listen. Additionally, I just feel like, I know we don't normally put a content warning on Laws of Attraction, but I just feel like we should for this (laughs) set of chapters. Oh, it was spicy. Because there is. these chapters were Mm -hmm. spicy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, they were really spicy, actually, now that I think about it.
0: Yes. They had a decent amount of sexual content. And I guess technically I could also put a content warning for like murder. (laughs) I feel like we're past that. But there's also a lot of discussion of murder um, in this book. So if those topics do make you uncomfortable, I would encourage you to join us on a different episode that isn't, you know, this one or anything related to laws of attraction. Let's go ahead and just jump into chapter 11, because I think both of us agree there's quite a lot to discuss here. Yes, it's
1: beefy. Mm-hmm.
0: It's beefy. So chapter 11 is titled Reasonable Doubts. And as a reminder, the default main character name is Quinn Michaels. So that's how we're going to be referring to the main character for the duration of this episode. The chapter summary for chapter 11 says when the strategy for Marcus's trial gets messy, you do everything in your power to get the case back on track. So the chapter opens up in Gabe's office where he informs the team that they haven't found Allie's lover yet. With that basically being a dead end, Sadie has pivoted the strategy to focusing on Allie's secret relationship to manipulate the public into thinking that it was Allie's bad decision making that led to her death. So, you know, out of the entire team, of course, Martin is the one who is a huge fan of the strategy and pretty much everyone else is against it. The team will argue about it before everyone leaves until it's just Quinn and Gabe. They'll argue about it for some time, privately a little bit more, and then Gabe will assert that Quinn will regret the morality when Marcus is in prison. Gabe seems very regretful about the turn of strategy, but he does assert that he's not to be trusted with any sort of emotional decision making because it's led to him making some bad decisions and getting poor results in the past. So for 25 Diamonds, you can learn more behind the story. Did you take this scene?
1: Now, I'm used to Gabe wasting fucking diamonds, but when I tell you Gabe wasted my fucking diamonds on this scene...
0: I'm telling you. I'm telling oh you.
1: my fucking goodness.
0: I it, he,
1: he wasted it. He blue-balled me in a whole nother way. Like, never have I been blue-balled, you know, just discussion-wise. Yes. Like, we're supposed to be finding out some juicy secrets <laughs> because he over here like, oh my god, like, you're not gonna look at me the same. Go ahead, V. Tell them why he wasted our time.
0: First of all, before we get into it, I just have to say personally, personally, let, can, let, let me just talk. I, I just need to be real for a second. I went through a journey with this diamond scene and by a journey, it made me stop in my tracks and not read Law of Attraction for like two to three weeks.
1: <laughs> no, truly, truly. like It was I was so pissed.
0: I was so
1: fucking pissed
0: because we're in chapter 11. And, like, y'all have already been blue-balling me, which, can I just say, I'm fully off the Gabe track. Like, at this point, he has lost me forever, so I truly have no interest in learning anything about this man from, like, an intimacy standpoint. But it's just because, like, they made this huge deal where he's like, no, I can't be emotional. I have to be logical. It's gone wrong before. And I saw that there was a whole diamond scene to, like, (laughs) basically explore Gabe's trauma, and I was just like... For what reason would I do this? What have you given me, Pixelberry, in the past that would show me that this is a good scene? And I just mentally... And it's so funny because, you know... When you open up the chapter and you're actually reading laws of attraction, this scene is like within the first five minutes of the chapter.
1: First of all, literally, because the argument between the group and Gabe was so fucking long. I'm like, okay, it was it was so long. long. It was going back and forth in
0: the dialogue, even even the dialogue, like after they left and when it was just Quinn and Gabe arguing back and forth with each other was still like really just like real back and forth. I'm like, what are we accomplishing here? Like we're just having the same conversation we were having 30 seconds ago and we got to this point where it was like here's the diamond scene to have Gabe open up and immediately I was like you know what I don't care I don't have the willpower to read this I don't want to read it I don't want to pay for it I don't want to look it up on YouTube I don't want to write notes about it I want to tell you I literally shut laws of attraction and did not open up this book for another three weeks until we literally had to record on it
1: (laughs) it was a waste of time
0: I stepped away from this book for almost a month because I was just upset that this diamond scene existed. Like, (laughs) that was where I was at mentally (laughs) with this. And if you follow me on Twitter, at PlayChoicesPod on Twitter, (laughs) you will have seen my tweets of frustration about this. Because it literally did. Like, I literally, oh, I had to sit down and be like, okay, V, you're going to do this today. You're not going to close out the app. You're not going to run away from it. You're going to open up YouTube.com because you're not paying for this motherfucking <laughs> scene. You're going to open up YouTube.com, put in Laws of Attraction, Chapter 11. You're going to find a gay player, and you are going to watch the scene all the way through. And when I tell you it sucked...
1: It was terrible. It was so awful. It was not good. I would have taken the... Re- I mean, I guess it was in there, like, the regular for Flirtatious Blue Ball... I would have just taken that. Don't even tell the backstory because the backstory was yeah. so irrelevant and so fucking stupid. It was so, so stupid. stupid.
0: And, like, of course it. <laughs> of course it comes from Gabe's time when he was a public defender. Oh, I was Mr. Good Guy. I was fighting for the little man. And I got screwed over. Like, oh my god. I just. So, when you take it, Gabe will reveal that when he was a public defender, he was defending a 19-year-old who was implicated in a hit-and-run, even though he was nowhere near the crime scene. So, the prosecution figured out that the victim of the hit-and-run was in many of the defendant's classes, and the defendant pretty much played right into it because he didn't understand they were trying to set him up. Gabe was able to save the kid from jail, so when he's like, oh, it led to really poor results, like, the kid was fine, but... Gabe is clearly scarred from the experience because he realized how easy it was to twist someone else's story. So he shielded the kid from the harsh realities of going to court and didn't press him for information like he should have, which resulted in the teenager not necessarily being prepared for the realities of how harsh court can be. And Gabe says that it's an easy choice to sacrifice a dead woman's reputation for a living man's future. Gable then hints to Quinn that while he can't disobey Sadie, he is low-key hoping that Quinn looks for a way out of the current strategy. So finally, in the car, Gabe admits that he feels something for Quinn and begins kissing Quinn. At the end of the ride, Gable says that they can't continue doing it, but he doesn't regret giving in to Quinn. It's just basically like... I don't know. The whole sob story, it just really wasn't needed. It wasn't? Oh my god, it really pisses
1: me off because... At one point there was a line where Quinn was like, oh my god, did he really do it? And I said, oh, this is juicy. And he was like, no, he didn't do it. They just like, he said my mistake was thinking that everyone in that courtroom would see how high I see him. Sir, why are you a lawyer if you think...
0: If you don't build your case.
1: Exactly. And then the outcome of it was them being able to find footage of... Him somewhere else, why did y'all not have that to get like to begin with? Like, why was that not a thought in y'all's
0: head? right? <laughs> like, you should have been building his alibi from the beginning of the fucking case. <laughs> like, I just and then the kiss at the end. I said, All right, now, all right, get your hands off me for I call 911.
1: No, truly, <laughs> truly, because that would have been a tender moment if he actually told us something that was relevant to him. Actually, that was like, deep. yeah, come on right. now, the fuck.
0: He basically was like,
1: I almost lost the case, but I, it, it worked out at the end. Like,
0: what? Like, That's what, what I'm I... like, what does it matter? It would make more sense if he was like, you know what? I fucked up so bad that that 19-year-old ended up spelling spending like... He got a sentence of like however many years and like we had to go back and like petition the court to like look at the case again. That would make more sense if he was like, I fucked up so bad that I ended up sending my client to jail and I had to like double down and get him out of jail. So that way he could still get the happy ending, but it would be like more meaningful why he was so scarred from it but it's like you still were able to scramble at the end of the case and like do what you was supposed to do so like i don't it's just not as it's not the drama i was looking for
1: it did not give what it was supposed to give and when he tapped the top of that car i said thank you take me back to the office let me do some real work because yeah
0: take me back please let me go be an actual fucking attorney
1: there are how many one two three four five senior attorneys why can't i just do my own investigation you have enough people to try to find your way like this whole idea of like get behind me or get out type shit like I'm like okay if everyone including Sadie knows that this is a weak ass defense why are we all putting our resources into it like why can't I venture out and find a better fucking damn defense y'all make my man go to jail you well I'm sorry I foreshadowed we
0: Mm. saw what happened we saw what happened (laughs) <laughs> in chapter thirteen, <laughs> so oh, I'll just leave it at oh, that. We'll Apparently, go get yeah, the team's not to be trusted with individual we are decisions. Going to get
1: there. <laughs> so, guys, these next three chapters are truly a fucking roller coaster.
0: So filled with drama. I mean, I know the beginning, Diamond Steam and Gabe. You're like, who gives a fuck? But the rest of it is actually pretty good. We there's actually some traction going on in the rest of the chapters. So. After the diamond scene, Quinn will go back into the office and will begin looking into an alternate strategy. Quinn calls Bella, who's a sex symbol that is friends with Marcus, the medical examiner, and Allie's staff, but none of them are any angles that they can use to win the case. The key details that we do learn from those conversations are that Bella says they had food delivered and the food delivery driver was allowed in. We learn that Allie died from a single gunshot to the chest, so whoever killed her was likely a good shot. And we learn that Allie really loved her privacy. So we don't really get that much details from continuing to, like, ask more witnesses. Ashton will walk in and offer to team up with Quinn to find a breakthrough in the case for 20 diamonds. Now this scene... Ashton's my bitch. She's my bitch. (laughs) let me tell you okay
1: okay when i tell you her character development not much sure because like uh, again right. they don't focus on the yeah. other attorneys that we work with like not really right we get a little backstory here and there but so gets fucking character development in the entirety beautiful. of laws of attraction chef's kiss
0: beautiful let me tell you oh my god the way that Ashley quinn just they team oh my god this is my girlfriend that's, that's my, my baby look at her look at
1: <laughs> her well i i haven't made a move on her yet i just you know oh we'll talk about it
0: i'm just saying between the diamond scene with gabe and this diamond scene i was like and this is exactly why i chose a team back in chapter eight that's exactly why <laughs> i chose a team i chose a side and i think i'm choosing the winning side because ashlyn oh my god this motherfucking scene was so good so obviously we both took it because me and you have talked about wanting to remain up higher in Absolutely. the Absolutely, and I definitely took yeah. it because I love Ashlyn. <laughs> so during that scene ashton will point out that she thinks it's odd that no one has seen footage of that night since there were cameras all over the mansion quinn knows that since there was a delivery driver that should count as unusual activity so the footage should have been logged so then quinn will talk to the morning security guard again who does admit that he deleted the footage because someone told him that Allie wanted it deleted so the footage didn't hit the tabloids again i you know what <sighs> I'm skipping ahead, but there is a moment where where Martin starts yelling at the security guard, and I'm kind of like, I'm kind of with him, because <laughs> like, why would you delete that footage if it's a voice you don't no, even recognize? No, truly, like,
1: oh my god, just the amount of things that people do out of no type of evidence, truly just mind-boggling to me. Like the like, just no, no logic. logic at all. Like
0: just panicking just straight panicking it's like what the and you didn't want to tell us this that you deleted it and then there was we've been looking for footage for how long we working on this fucking case we've been asking someone for footage and this man has not been like oh by the way we have cloud backup
1: and then even when he like there's a moment where he was like oh i truly forgot it existed why are you securing the place why are you head of security if you don't know the ins and the outs
0: how did how did you get promoted to this Tell me, give me a resume right now. I want to see how many years. <laughs> I'm trying to see how many years. Are you, are you new to this? It's just so fucking stupid. So Quinn is able to convince the guard to give them the cloud footage, which fortunately was not deleted. And then later, Quinn and Ashlyn will present the footage showing their newest suspect. And it also has video evidence that Marcus didn't leave the pool house until after 1045 PM. So with this new footage, Sadie officially announces that they are switching strategies. So that is the end of chapter 11. Okay, so let's move on to chapter 12 called probative value. The chapter summary says your next big break in the case sends you back to LA, but when the fire gets hot, can you take the heat? So the chapter will open up with the team discussing the footage. Ultimately, the footage is too grainy to present in court as the saving grace. Sadie orders the team to find more info on this new suspect, and that will prompt them to go back to L.A. Once in L.A., Gabe will tell the team to enjoy a night off, and the team can go to dinner together for 17 diamonds. Did you take this? Absolutely,
1: because I just love team dynamics. Like, it's just... I'm trying I to get I fucking love these team you. scenes.
0: They are so good. Oh, my God. They have mastered the group dynamic Absolutely. in this fucking book. I'm telling you. And this I'm is why you.
1: Laws of Attraction got, like, a chokehold when it comes to diamonds uh-huh. because... Even the scenes with Gabe, like, are they blue ball? Yes. But do they more often than not help you advance in the competition? Also, yes. yes. And then every scene with Ashlyn helps you advance in the competition. And then I just admire the group dynamics so well. And that also helps you advance in the competition. <laughs> so I'm just like, almost mm-hmm. every fucking time i I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, it's like, if you aren't convinced by the characters in it, you're going to be convinced by the fact that there's a clue. And if you're convinced by neither, then the book is, isn't for you, frankly. Absolutely. As far as I'm Absolutely. <laughs> and this
1: was a juicy ass fucking clue.
0: Oh, it was so good. And can I just say something that I, oh my God, this has to be the most unprofessional set of chapters I've ever seen in my life. Because when I tell you that cool was out here discussing the case with everybody, everybody and anybody, everybody, anybody. <laughs> they could. Before we get on with the rest of the episode, let me interrupt with some plugs. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash message. It could show up in a future episode. You can also directly support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support which will allow you to support us on a monthly basis. You can also go to streamlabscom playchoicespodcast podcast/tip to make a one-time tip. All of these links will also be available in the episode description. Thank you for your support and let's get back to the episode.
1: And also like the I should have known that they made Ashlyn to be like of Asian descent. But I just feel like they whitewashed mm-hmm. her at the same time because why her name Ashlyn? like i just feel i don't know maybe she's half maybe she's half asian descent
0: do we get any confirmation about her being of asian descent or are you just guessing that
1: her grandparents live in japan
0: uh well hmm, is that enough evidence
1: and her last well, name too lot of, uh
0: ex expats yeah tanaka you're right i don't know if she could be mixed i just mm, i suppose i feel like there's a lot of like children of immigrant parents who come over to the u.s that like have a very that's true that's a very fair point standard for children like I feel like it can really go either way because you can meet someone with like a very like not American name and they're like oh yeah well you know my parents are like really married to the culture so like even though like they had me here and I've only ever like visited that country they still wanted from like a heritage standpoint to give me a name and then there's some parents who just give them their children like an American name so they can assimilate so i think it could go either right. way when did that was, was that the only thing that came up yeah like grandparents being I, in Japan? like literally like okay. when she
1: brought it up and then she started speaking um japanese i was like where is this coming from and then i looked at her last name and i was like oh snap and then i just looked at i looked at the context <laughs> clues and i was like wow i really did not put two and two together just because like i was so focused on that f- that first name ashlyn that I would, I would remember that.
0: Well, honestly, I really like that they did that because I feel like sometimes when they try to point... Like, there are some books... I'm not saying that Pixabray does this. But I'm just saying, in general, a lot of time when writers introduce, like, a character who has, like, kind of, like, a multicultural background, they, like, make it their entire personality. So I like the fact that they, like, built a personality for her where, like, obviously her culture is important to her. Like, she... You know, she's talking about the food for when she visited her grandparents. She knows how to speak Japanese and um it's in her name so like obviously like culturally she's very ingrained with it but like I just don't I don't really like when (laughs) and I don't know who wrote this book right I have no idea who wrote this book I don't know what the diversity makeup of the writing team who wrote this book but like you know sometimes it'd be like a group of non-diverse, and by that I mean all-white team, that make these immigrants that are just, like... Their entire personality is just being an immigrant. And it's like, okay, not every immigrant is like that. Like, there are some immigrants who are so ingrained in their culture that, like, it is... It is, like, a decent part of their personality because obviously you're a person who's coming from one culture to another and that can be very... That is a very shocking experience. But, like, I like that they... We're just like oh yeah she just so happens to be yes, japanese I, I agree with that but... but she's just a part of the rest of the team <laughs> like it's not her, her it does whole shine personality
1: through at a good moment in this diamond scene right like they are going to like a like yeah it's yeah, it very feels natural. natural it feels like absolutely, it like authentically absolutely. came up they're not going to a steakhouse and she's like hey guys let me speak japanese to you like no like that's that's not what happened
0: right they're not at a pizza parlor <laughs> She's just, like, speaking don't Japanese. order in
1: Japanese, like, oh, you, you didn't understand me? Oh, my bad. Okay, I guess I'll just get a pepperoni pizza. Like, no, it was very authentic to the right. scene.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was just such a random aside. That I was like, where is this coming from in the dialogue? And, you see, they did it so well that I didn't even, like, I didn't feel the need to write it down and, like, make fun of it. Because it was just so natural in the dialogue. And that's what I'm saying. I love... The dialogue and the group dynamic that comes with it, because it's like we learn little things about the characters, but doesn't become like the whole character's personality. They're still allowed to be like a well-rounded individual without making like one trait. There's a certain oh my God, there's a certain word for that. But there is a phrase used to describe when like you take one trait of a character that people really hang on to or they think is entertaining or funny and they make that like their whole personality. There's a phrase for that, and I'm glad that they didn't do it with any of these characters, because these characters, they really do feel like real people.
1: They do. They really do. They feel do. like real people. Even Gigi in the diamond scene, we're going to talk about it, but, like, mm-hmm. it is just so, like, they these are real fucking people, and it goes from, like, I, I feel like I know them being, you know, you feel me? Like, I really feel like I know them. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, let's get back on track and discuss the uh, course of the diamond scene. So, while at dinner, the team will discuss the case, and the chef will overhear. This is where shit gets unprofessional, because they're like, yeah, we're here working on this, and this is what we know so far. <laughs> it's, just, it's doing this to everybody. Like, it was driving me fucking nuts. It's like, uh, I'm always skipping ahead of, a, like, if only, if Sadie's mad about us telling stuff to Marcus, could you imagine how obsessed she would be if she found out that we Absolutely, told the chef and the P.I.? I, that I, my god <laughs> that the I mean, chef
1: did an uh, anonymous Jesus. leak to like tmz because we was talking about it
0: yeah like come on so the chef will comment that she used to work at a hotel where Allie came in often and she was never with marcus the chef knows that Allie was involved in an incident in the hotel that resulted in her not coming to the hotel anymore they decide to visit the hotel's restaurant later after hearing that news and then afterwards, Gigi will prompt the team to start to stop talking about work, and she will want to play a version of Fuck Mary Kill. I can't remember exactly what she named it, but obviously they didn't use the word Fuck Mary Kill because that would be inappropriate to use in a choice book. So Gigi will go around the table until it lands on Quinn and ask Quinn to rank Sadie, Gabe, and Ashlyn. So basically, who are you gonna Fuck Mary Kill? So who did you choose? Okay, listen,
1: I still chose to marry Gabe.
0: Oh God. See? Oops, I'm sorry. Did you hear that?
1: <laughs> he can blue me in our marriage.
0: Uh huh. Oh. You know what? Some people just have a fetish for being disappointed. You guys, we just have to let him enjoy what oh, he wants. Feet to enjoy. is a no
1: go, but you give me disappointment. i mm, I'm gonna eat that up. Okay. <laughs> and I chose to, uh, <laughs> you know, fuck Ashlyn and Sadie. She could get the boot.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, I chose to fuck Sadie. Like I said, I've, I I'm pretty sure we alluded to this to an earlier you know episode, but I, I think Sadie would be an interesting lay, so I'd want to see that. Um, Bo was horrified when I said that. Bo did not like that answer. He really didn't. He didn't like it, which I don't blame him. But it's not my fault you have a hot aunt. You know, that's not my issue. And then I dumped Gabe. No one's surprised I married Ashlyn, and she you know blush. She did a little blush at the table. You know, it's was cute and whatnot. So, I'm pleased with my decision. You know, I, I hold no guilt. I hold no shame. Oh my god, my two favorite quotes from the scene. DG <laughs> said, Come on, everyone knows I'd fuck every single yes. one of you if I could. As far as I'm concerned, it's yes, just due diligence. Absolutely. <laughs> and then after Quinn says that they would fuck Sadie, Bo says, can we please move on? You know, so we're not talking about sex with my aunt. (laughs) Oh, I love watching Bo squirm. I really do that little fucker. Okay, so the next morning, Quinn will receive a text from Tyler. Tyler is the firefighter from a few chapters ago. Tyler noticed that Quinn is in LA thanks to social media posts and happens to be in town too as he's visiting a friend. Tyler will invite Quinn to drinks later on that night. So then the team will head over to Allie's mansion and they'll meet with Marcus, who seems very hopeful for the first time since the case started. The team tries to get details out of Marcus on who their suspect could be, but Marcus seems to not really know anyone since Allie had a very tight inner circle and apparently none of their friends knew that they weren't still together. We learn that Allie volunteered a lot in her free time and Gabe decides that it's worthwhile to look into her volunteering as a place that she could have met this guy so you can join gabe in this investigation for 18 diamonds i'm assuming you took this
1: to get ahead in the competition absolutely
0: is that the only reason
1: listen my expectations for like gabe like doing anything romantic with me are just Mm. to the fucking ground at this point i'm so
0: focused on the conversation Uh you're like if he just breathes on my knuckles i'll be happy (laughs) So I also took it like I like you said, you know, I'm very, very inclined to get more information on this investigation. So during this diamond scene, Gabe and Quinn will visit an after school program where Allie volunteered. Gabe will show a volunteer a picture of the suspect, but they don't recognize him. Quickly, the two are interrupted by two kids who think Gabe is a volunteer as well. Gabe is surprisingly good with the kids, which is kind of endearing. Like I will admit, even for myself, who doesn't fuck with Gabe, doesn't want to waste any time with him. It was kind of cute. Um, We also notice that Gabe will slip the volunteer a check, seemingly to donate to the organization. Now, this part of the scene irritated the fuck out of me because for some reason, like, Quinn made it a big deal and tries to be like, oh, admit that you're a good person, which, like, when have we ever gotten the indication that Gabe is not a good person?
1: (laughs) And, like, how many times does Gabe have to tell you that, like, He fucks with you, but he just doesn't want to fuck with you because he thinks it's going to end badly. Like, it's completely different than, like, him trying to be like... I don't under... It it even... Oh my god. Quinn was just so naive in this scene because even if Gabe was like handedly like no i do not want to be with you i do not have feelings for you at all whatsoever how does him donating money to a child's organization equivalent to like him having a big enough heart for them to be in a relationship it doesn't like
0: it doesn't none of it makes sense like i feel like they're trying to have this like such a big i don't i don't really know what the right word is but i feel like they're trying to create this big gap between like if you're a good person you have to be open with your emotions and feelings and wear your heart on your sleeve and if you don't wear your heart on your sleeve you're like a cold-hearted bitch but like Gabe is someone I mean from the very beginning he has told us that he was a public defender and he did it for quite a long time because he feels like everyone deserves equal representation he pushed the entire team to like do pro bono cases like for the entire fucking book Because he says that, like, winning these, like, big cases that affords a firm a lot of money does allow them to, like, lend their time to pro bono cases. Like, it's just so obvious that Gabe is, like, a good person. But, like, just because he wears his heart... Just because he doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve, we're now going to tease him about it. Like, it... Are, am I supposed to sit here and believe that Quinn is really going to be like, wow, so you really are the good guy, huh? Like, when he's been acting like the good guy this entire Absolutely. fucking
1: book. Absolutely.
0: Just because he doesn't want to open up about all of his secrets mm-hmm. doesn't mean that, like, and, he's and, a bad person. And my person. Quinn out
1: here fucking any person who gives him a side eye. So, and like, we not sitting here <laughs> talking about that with Gabe. So, just like, just shut up. Respect right. people's past. Like
0: it's just so like oh my god it's just so dumb like I read this whole dialogue and I was like y'all just using any excuse to just talk about a relationship with this man like why Quinn gotta be all up in Gabe's motherfucking business like Gabe got money if he wants to hand out the check to check at every fucking charity you go to why make fun of him for that what you trying to make him not donate you trying to embarrass him so he doesn't donate what kind of person does that make absolutely, you Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Now shut the fuck up and let's talk about the case instead. Okay.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so next they will go to Save the Seas, which is an environmental organization that Ali also volunteered with. Gabe requests they look at their social media profile since Ali did post a lot for them and they noticed someone who looks like the suspect in one of their videos. But unfortunately, Allie didn't sign his name on the volunteer list and no one recognizes him. So later, Quinn will meet Tyler and his friend Will for drinks. During that conversation, Quinn will get the idea that Tyler and Will have an intimate history with each other. Quinn also starts divulging details about the case to Will, which seems unprofessional. Like what? When I tell you, when I started this conversation, and he was like, "Can you tell me more about the case?" and Quinn was like, "Off the record, right?" Like, yeah, bitch, that's gonna hold up in court right. when all of this <laughs> details leak. You're gonna be like, "No, but I said it was off the record." It's so like it should have been off the record. I can't stand this bitch. This <laughs> <laughs> get on my motherfucking nerves. Like for 3 chapters in a fucking row you were going around telling people shit that they shouldn't know. Like why? Oh my god, loose limb seeks ships as we will see in chapter 13 <laughs> because it really does come come around to bite us in the ass, not this particular instance, but one in the future. So, um I literally wrote, just, just so we can circle back on my comment, I wrote, this seems unprofessional, but then again, nothing about this book is professional because, like, the way we constantly try to fuck our boss, our co-workers, our witness, our client, like...
1: The way they just, like, fired Ryan without letting us know. Like, I have yeah, not seen him Ryan? in so many fucking <laughs> chapters, and I miss him so much.
0: I wonder if he's going to come up during, like, you know, because what we have i think this book is let me see i think this book is a 16 chapter book so if it is 16 chapters we literally only have like three more chapters to find him and if we don't find him by the end of this book then he's about to be mia he better not pop up in chapter one of book i two. know i, I don't, want, be, to say, I don't want to hear it Ryan, where, have you been? where have you been was he like yeah it's a 16 chapter book so like if he pops up in book two I'm going to need him to be like, oh, I'm sorry, like, my internship ended. Absolutely. <laughs> I need Absolutely. him to say something. I need him to
1: be the new associate. he had been putting so much work in that he didn't, you know, I need him to be right. something.
0: Like, the way, ugh, again, we jump in ahead, but the way that they've pretty much brought back, like, the entire case from chapter one, I need Ryan to get Absolutely. involved again. Like, I need them to also circle back and bring yes. him back from chapter one. Okay. And then... Okay, so to get back to the book content, uh, Quinn will tell Will that they're looking for the suspect who volunteer with Allie. And since Will is a PI, he offers to help track the person down. The night will end after a few drinks. That is until Will and Tyler offer Quinn a threesome for 20 diamonds. Of course I took, I took this. this.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god.
0: Before we continue with the rest of the episode, let me interrupt to share our socials. We are at Play Choices Podcast on Instagram, Play Choices Pod on Twitter, and we're also on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com. I'll post any episode notes relating to this week's episode on Tumblr. We're also available for streaming on all major platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review, as reviews help us in the platform's algorithm. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. As always, we are a growing podcast. If you see us on your socials, we appreciate a reblog, a retweet, or share, depending on the platform you see us on. We also love it when you share our podcast with your choices-loving friends. And back to the episode. Personally, I don't really find Will sprite attractive, but you know, I'm down to clown. Whatever. It's only 20 diamonds.
1: Two How people for di- 20 okay. diamonds? I'll take it. How many diamonds wasted this to get my deck breathed on by with Gabe?
0: <laughs> right. We already wasted 25, so 20 diamonds it ain't a thing. Not for a threesome. Not a thing. It was you know it was okay i don't know like i saw people making a really big deal about it on social media like when the chapter came out but like it was just it was okay you know it was fine did you really like it
1: mm. Mm, yeah no it was it was like you said it was okay there wasn't nothing like too like you know wow about it right like it was like your standard right. i don't know it was just not special it was like a standard threesome like the way they set it up it was it was standard
0: Right. No, I like being able to, like, pick the pick what you're going to do at every step, and then you could watch, like, Tyler and Will, or you could pick which one. I'll say every, like I said, I don't find Will Sprite attractive, so every single time it gave me the opportunity, I was like, Tyler, 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 Tyler. <laughs> like, in reality, that would have been a really sad threesome, because Will didn't get none from me.
1: He was an observer. He just was a I didn't think he
0: watcher. was all that cute. They brought Tyler in, and then they brought Will in. I said, oh... When in a really attractive a person asks for a threesome with the average person, it's like, oh my god, okay, I guess. I guess I'll do whatever I have to to see that dick again. Because we don't know, we might not see Tyler in the next week, we probably not going to see Tyler in the next week after this That's probably the last time we don't see him. So, I made every. I made all those 20 diamonds worth it, Absolutely. So next day, Will will send Quinn a background file on Allie. During a meeting with the team, Quinn will reveal that in Allie's background check was a filed police report complaining about a car break-in where there was evidence of someone shuffled through the car. The police report reveals that Allie was with Peter Koenig, who is the CEO of Koenig Chemical from the beginning of the book. So here we are. We come full, full circle. circle. Mm-hmm. Remember that daunting message in, like, one of the earlier chapters where Quinn was like, I just have a feeling that this isn't over it was was not it was was not
1: when that happened i said oh my i literally forgot about it and i know i should have just like kept up with it but i dead i forgot about it and it came back full circle and i said hi
0: i was sitting here because we were getting towards the end of the book and i was like when is this thing gonna come up like i said peter k i said
1: yeah right right i was like say less (laughs) say absolutely less
0: This is the same CEO who's covered up multiple people getting sick and dying before. So I get it. You know, I see I see where they're coming from. I see where they're putting up. I'm not mad at the twist. It's interesting. It seems like we may get some justice, perhaps for, you know, the people in the beginning of the book. Maybe I don't know how it's going to tie back. I don't know how it's going to get them justice, but maybe it will prompt them to reopen, you know, the case knowing that he's shady enough to kill somebody that you know if he's gonna do it with his hands why not do it through his business absolutely right
1: absolutely that is a fair fair judgment on his fucking character
0: (laughs) maybe not legally but personally (laughs) i'll count it let's move on to chapter 13 titled prior restraint the chapter summary says you have a name at last and it's a familiar one how your firm proceeds could make or break the case and the firm. So the team is still reeling from the discovery that Allie was seeing Peter Koenig, which is confirmed by the police report details noting that they actually shared a hotel room. The team attempts to call Gabe to give an update on the case, but his phone goes to voicemail. Without Gabe, Bo will suggest that we tell Marcus new info. Quinn travels to see Marcus and informs him about the news. There is an opportunity to flirt with Marcus. Are you doing this? Okay, so listen, I did
1: not flirt with Marcus f- at first. But as okay. the scene continued and that diamond scene popped up, I, I caved in. I said, come here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Marcus. I said, I I'll did, make it I feel did better. I yeah.
0: Like I said, I'm down to clown. I can fucking, as long as me and Ashlyn haven't, you know, dtr I'll do whatever. I don't care. If we're going to be unprofessional, like, if Satan's about to sit here and fire me, like, let me actually do something that's a fireable offense. And fucking the client should fall under that list. <laughs>
1: Oh, absolutely. But he was fine. He was fine. Okay? This scene, I I enjoyed it. I did. I I think it's because of the emotional intimacy. Mm. Because, like, Marcus is just like, I just need to feel myself again. Like, I need to feel human. And I'm like, oh, come, boy, come over here. Let me help you.
0: I just feel like he's so self-pitying that I can't find it attractive. And then, like, ugh, I understand he's an actor and he has to be in good shape, but he's just, his body type a little bit too muscular for me. I don't know. it's just a whole combination of stuff that I didn't. It was like they took everything that I don't find attractive and put it in one person. And I was like, you know what, Marcus? Like, I'm really trying to like you. I'm just taking the scene just for the shits and giggles just to say that I fucked my client. It's I was basically marking a bingo. That's pretty much what I was. Like, I didn't really enjoy it, you know? Like, the closest thing that happened during that scene, and I know we're skipping ahead, because I haven't even gotten to the fucking diamond scene, but the only thing, the closest thing that I enjoyed about that scene was when there's an opportunity for Quinn to look at Marcus and be like, you know, Qu- Marcus is like, what do you want to do, Quinn? And Quinn's like, I want you to be in charge. And he basically flips Quinn on, like, their back and, like, starts mm-hmm. fucking them. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm, that That's was That's exactly nice. what I
1: chose. That That's ag- was nice. But <laughs> right. That's a you're the one with the pent-up aggression and, like, you, you need this more than i do so you do what you want and he he did he did
0: well he was a killer and you said yeah take out your pent-up aggression on me mm, it's a dangerous i choice. would just hope
1: that gig will have me and ashley
0: <laughs> we still haven't yeah we still haven't cleared his name 100 <laughs> percent. okay okay so i did flirt with him i do think i have been picking like I don't really know. Here's the thing. Because you can develop relationship points without flirting with him. So I can't recall. I'm pretty sure I did pepper in like a flirtation option here and there. But I think in general, I tried to keep it like pretty, you know, professional. But by the time we got to the scene, I said, you know what, sir, just let me see a nut sack. (laughs) Let's go ahead.
1: And it's kind of crazy because like I... I do remember the flirtatious options, but this scene still kind of blindsided me because literally right before this when everyone's like, "No, Quinn, like you have to be the one to go to Marcus." I'm like, "What are you implying?" And Bo was like, "Oh, no, I'm just saying that like you two are closer than like any of us to him." And then 5 seconds later, I fuck him. So I'm like, "All right, yeah. okay, never mind."
0: Yeah, I know. It was so funny cuz Quinn was like, "Oh no, I hope they don't think I'm fucking him." And then proceeds to fuck him. Like, "All right. Sure." So basically, Coming back from the diamond scene, taking the to where he left off in their narration. Quinn will tell Marcus about the news. Marcus is horrified and says that it doesn't make sense because Allie was a huge environmentalist and hated Caden and Chemical. He says that he's not technically jealous, but he's more so upset because he feels like he didn't really understand who Allie was. If she was indeed in a relationship with Peter. So Quinn will end the conversation by telling Marcus that he can't tell anyone about the relationship, and Marcus will laugh bitterly. If you've been flirting with Marcus, he will proposition Quinn for 25 diamonds. Um, like we said, we both took it. We already discussed it at length, so I don't think we need to go over it again. Um, after that sex scene, Marcus will open up that Allie hated Peter Koenig and complained about him constantly. And Marcus said that her hatred for him felt personal. So it's like interesting because we have proof that they were like sleeping in the same hotel room, but Marcus is like, no, 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 that something's weird here. You know, it seems like there's a lot more to the story we haven't gotten to yet at this point. So a few days later, Quinn is back in New York. Gabe texts to the team, once to let them know that he was following up on something in LA and sticking around while they went back to New York. When Gabe does come back, he calls a meeting. Before he gets into the gist of it, Gabe does show us the rankings. Where I was in first, Ashon was in second, so me and Bay at the top. Top two top
1: two no literally mine mine was like that too i was number one Ashlyn was number two Gigi would. can you believe is th- number five still, right still why was i just about to bring this up you took the words out of my mouth i said Gigi, why are you doing in this competition <laughs> you was not wowing nobody
0: like when she said she don't she give, don't a, give a, fuck, a fuck she don't give she a don't. fuck And I know that Martin's heart is breaking because the fact that, like, he be trying so hard. And what was he in fourth place?
1: He be trying so hard to stay mediocre.
0: He's the only reason why he not in last place is because Gigi don't give a fuck about this competition. Oh, my God. Martin just continuing to disappoint us all. I mean, I don't know if we really expected a lot from him. This maybe is not a disappointment. Continuing to meet our very low expectations of you. Thank you, Martin. So Gabe will then reveal that due to security footage of Allie's home being stored in the cloud, he was able to find more footage of the suspect. Gabe is about to reveal who it is when Gigi asks him, like, hey, is that just Peter Koenig? And Gabe is frustrated because he's like, how's nobody here look surprised? And before they can really explain everything that happened in full, Sadie will barge into the office. She's angry because Marcus called Sadie to let her know that he's looking into Allie's boyfriend, Peter sadie is pissed because number one marcus knows the first she did and two she's mad about the fact that marcus knows at all so quinn can either own up to telling him or keep quiet i'm sure the outcome is the same no matter what sadie's pretty pissed gable attempts to take the blame which sadie denies and then bo will own up and say it was his idea which i guess is like the writer's way of making up for what he did in but earlier also chapters. i wonder if
1: he only does that because you remember how like bo gives you like a smoothie at some point like you work on your relationship with bo I wonder if he only stands up for you because Mm. of the good relationship that you have with him now. Because we always took the diamond scenes for our own ass.
0: (laughs) Like, I guess that's, like, a possibility. But to be honest, like, I think it happens that way no matter what. Because if that was the case, then, like, I don't know how Quinn wouldn't get fired. Because Sadie literally looked at Quinn and was like, tell me why I shouldn't fire you right fucking now. And, like, the only reason why she doesn't is because Bo stands up and is like, yo, it was my fault.
1: True, yeah.
0: I don't know how you would write your way around that just because. And also, I do feel like when someone does something because you have a good relationship with them, there's, like, a little, like, notification that pops up on the top of the screen that's, like, whatever title of the achievement, and then, like, your positive relationship with Bo led to this, yada, 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 yada. So I do feel like it probably does happen no matter what so sadie seems even more mortified that it was Bo's idea but obviously doesn't fire him on the spot like she threatened with quinn nepotism absolutely fine absolutely <laughs> oh god i mean that must have been why he said anything at all because he was like i know this bitch not about to fire me <laughs> this is so embarrassing this is so embarrassing so instead she says that they'll discuss more of it later and that from then on the team will need to get approval on every move, no matter how small it is, from Sadie or Gabe before moving forward. So we basically get put on like case probation, <laughs> I feel like. We're we're getting babysat on this case. Rightfully so, because Quinn running her fucking to mouth everyone, to everybody. To everyone everyone so you know what mm-hmm. I, w- I couldn't even be mad i say you know what sadie you kind of right this,
1: though sadie <laughs> be like, oh like all of you thought that it was a good idea and i'm like so why am i the only one they forced me they strong-handed me like
0: no literally it was a group decision and that's why sadie was like i can't believe you but not a single one of you thought this maybe we shouldn't do this <laughs> even martin lit that bow and was like wow you finally have a good yes! idea
1: uh, yes
0: The person who constantly disagrees and negs the entire team was like, wow, good job. Good job, friend. And Sadie will leave. Gabe is so disappointed that he sends the entire team home. Like, seems like y'all just all gotta go. You can't stay here. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here pretty much. So later that night, Sadie and Gabe will call Quinn. Marcus is planning on holding a press conference in New York, and Sadie wants Quinn to manage it. There is a diamond scene to go into the office and strategize with Sadie and Gabe ahead of the conference. I will say I can't believe that this. this isn't mandatory. I feel like if your two bosses like call you and are like, hey, come fix the giant mistake that you made, I feel like, why am I paying diamonds for this? You have, you have to, to go, right? You have to fucking
1: go. you You
0: have to go why why am i paying 17 diamonds for this like
1: we this is a conversation about one of the most important press conferences that the tabloids will literally eat the fuck up if it goes wrong and the only reason why any of this is happening is because of you you have to go you have to go
0: i can't believe they even thought for a fucking second that i wasn't about to take this scene the fact that this isn't mandated, like, oh my god, if I was Sadie, I would have been like, "You get your ass in here, or you can pick up your resignation yes, letters." In the
1: absolutely,
0: you could uh, pick actually, one of the two. Actually, we went ahead <laughs> and printed <laughs> your
1: tax return for you. Like, don't you...
0: <laughs> right? We already have all the paperwork you need to file unemployment, bitch.
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: So, at the office, the three will strategize. Gabe and Sadie got Marcus to agree to not name Peter's name, which, like, oh my god, the fact. The fact Marcus is about to go up there and be like, Peter Kane killed my girlfriend is like, oh, my God, bitch. Oh, my God. Marcus, like, you give me a fucking. <laughs> like, well, I tell you Marcus is the definition of a himbo because this man does not think before he speaks. He doesn't speak before he does anything like i just can't it's just so crazy because quinn was like please don't tell anyone this and he was like don't worry like i've gotten used to keeping my thoughts to myself like i don't tell anyone shit and then what does he do in the next 24 hours
1: that's a meeting
0: he calls it's- sadie and and now this is the fucking press conference of the Jesus. fucking world <laughs> Oh my God. It's insane because right before you meet him for the press conference, he's like, "Yeah, the entire team's angry with me." And you can either be like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm not." Or I am. I clicked "I am" so fast because, like, bitch, we pinky promised. You were inside of me, and we pinky promised on this. How you gonna portray me like this? Now let's go
1: over these fucking cue cards.
0: <laughs> right. He's like, but I said, no, no, stick to the script, bitch. Stick to the script. If you ever want to see this pussy again, bitch? Ah. <laughs> like, Oh, it's pissing me to fuck. Oh, oh, Marcus. Oh, I regret. Oh, I regret flashing him my nipples. I'm just so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. Oh. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode, please email us at playchoicespodcast at gmail.com. Questions can be related to books we have recorded episodes on, books that we haven't read yet, or even questions you'd like to ask us. Please specify if you want a shout out, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Alternatively, you can go to our Axe box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that is for the podcast and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. So for the strategy, they will agree to let Marcus lead with an emotion because he's very good at playing to people's pathos and they agree on a strategy to deal with the press. I think the strategy is basically, like, what emotion do you want to play to? Do you want to play to his grief or do you want to play to, like, betrayal? And then for a strategy, like, you can either not answer their questions or, like, answer their questions. I think I went with focus on the betrayal and um, don't answer their questions. was the two that I picked? That's,
1: yeah, I do think I did. Do you remember Focused on, still focus on your love for her and full transparency. Let's answer some questions.
0: Okay, total so opposite. the total opposite, yeah. As I was picking the choices, like, I've read the choices, and I was like, oh, that sounds good. And then I listened to Quinn explain the choices. Afterwards, I was like, I don't like this strategy. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't like this. But, you know, you're locked in, and things go well no matter what strategy you pick. So at the conference, things will go smoothly if you took the previous diamond option, took the diamond outfit, and picked the correct dialogue choice. I don't think you have to do necessarily all three, but like there's a certain combination of the three that you can do. I'm not going to go over all of it, but essentially, if you pick a certain combination of those three, the conference will go smoothly. After the conference, Marcus will hand Quinn Allie's phone, and Marcus points out that her text to her brother seems suspicious because her brother seemed concerned about Allie's well-being and asked her, quote-unquote, when she's going to end things. Marcus will say that they agreed not to tell their families, so her brother was likely speaking about her relationship to Peter. Gabe looks excited and says that they've been waiting for this type of evidence. The only thing that I will say that, like, the text messages were literally like her brother texting her, being like, Hey, are you sure this is safe? Are you gonna end things? And Ali pretty much texts back like I will end things like when the timing is right or something like that. So I'm kinda getting the feeling that like Ali was setting this bitch off.
1: Right, right. Absolutely.
0: A <clears throat> I'm just I'm so intrigued, y'all. I can't wait to read chapter fourteen. I'm so intrigued. Cause I feel like I really need to know. What I, I need to know, know how on. he
1: did it. I need to know why too. Like uh... I need to know
0: why I need to know what the nature of their relationship was. I wonder if like she was digging like dirt on him, like to take him down and he found out somehow, like maybe she had a recorder on her or something like, uh, it just, it feels like maybe he was putting like two and two together he she invited him over to her place to try to like seduce him again get more information out of him and then he was like hey bitch i know pop 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 pop, pop mm-hmm. in the chest mm-hmm. and then he's gone skin juicy i kind of like this little you know what ali the more i'm learning about her she my type of bitch I'm sad we didn't get to meet her. <laughs> I really am. I'm that she's not character. Girl,
1: I'm glad we didn't drag your name through your mud. I'm, I'm, I'm glad uh, uh, for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Because girl, you was doing from the way that's starting to be set up. She might have been yeah, doing absolutely, dog work right, out here right. a little bit. She was,
1: she was heaven set. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so let's do rapid fire character impressions again. These are just very quick. Right off the top of the dome character impressions that we typically do every episode. So let's start with Sadie. Bitch. Bitch. Mm-hmm. I, I have mm-mm. I still have Ryan's name in here. I don't know why. I don't know mm. why. I haven't seen Ryan in so long. I'm gonna go ahead and delete it. Ghost. I'm gonna just gonna delete it. <laughs> Gabe.
1: No. Gabe. Oh my god. Fucking immature just uh, immature like just blue ball a blue ball immature man that's boss. it next that's
0: all he is to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, ashlyn wifey i
1: oh, love her she's mm-hmm. the light yeah she's the light of my life well uh aggie thank you you know thank you for stepping up i but guess like, he took he's...
0: one for the team but like it's just kind of hard for me to respect it because i feel like he knew who's gonna be safe <laughs>
1: exactly exactly like unless he, he told gets, me to go yeah
0: unless he gets fired from the competition like next chapter like i don't really know how i really feel about that whole decision <laughs> okay martin
1: pathetic you will never be me stop it like <laughs> enough
0: i just feel like this man has zero integrity like where do where do i start earning respect like or where do where does he start earning my respect is a, the these question these last few
1: chapters it's either like damn I can't believe we're not dogging her or hey Quinn, everything you're doing is for the competition. Shut the fuck up. Like, will you focus on the task at hand, please?
0: Right. Okay, and then Gigi?
1: That's my bitch. That's my main. I'm sorry. I love Gigi.
0: I'll be honest, if they put Gigi as a potential ally, I would have a really hard time picking between Gigi and Ashlyn.
1: Oh, okay
0: like i just i think Gigi just has some spunk in her she's cute she you know she's got a little what do we use when people we call people who have like a little bit of feistiness and then we call them spicy because she's she's yes, a little feisty like to a little me, bit
1: and i know we don't talk about books in other books but she gives me zoe vibes from queen bee that's how i would if they made her an ally i think that's how i would But trust. less of a sense. right 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 right
0: Gigi's not a sim i feel like Gigi's she's an equal opportunist mm-hmm. and then last but not least marcus
1: our relationship was going so well until he betrayed me betrayal betrayed
0: i just feel like he's continuing you know what let me just sum it up like this he's a pussy i'm sorry he's a yes. pussy. There's... he's been acting like a pussy from day one he keep being a pussy like i don't know why he thinks he's this man keep acting like he's his own legal team and sir you are not you are paying a whole team of lawyers like please just let us do our fucking job why are you trying to set us up for failure
1: oh my god he's just a walking contradiction
0: he's fucking annoying
1: he literally said in the dialogue it naked with me he was like yeah like no like i don't mind i don't mind that like you know she was dating other people i just think that it's him that like bothers me the most but like i'm not gonna say anything and then just just proceeds to have a whole press conference like oh he's a liar and
0: for and here's the thing they keep saying like oh you know marcus trusts you the most marcus trusts you the most you're the one who has the best relationship with him if we have such a good relationship why didn't this man tell me that he was doing a whole fucking press conference
1: he was gonna do okay what the fuck fuck? Gonna go to sadie now sadie double it's a double mm-hmm. homicide sadie mad because she don't even know what we know because we just flown in from la and now she mad about the fucking press conference bitch you hung my career you tore my career apart like you were like you tore my clothes off <laughs> fucking
0: bitch. jesus oh uh. okay let's move on to bingo <laughs> Okay, so uh, just to kind of catch everybody up, if you're new to our podcast, uh, We Do Bingo is basically a series of prompts that we think are likely to happen based on the style of the book. Um, this bingo in particular was made by Cass, who's a former guest. Um her Tumblr is purelyfire.tumblr.com. I love Cass. She was a great guest. She was nice enough to lend us some prompts for the bingo. And so basically we just go through, we mark whichever ones that have actually applied to the plot based off of how far we've read up through the book and we're hoping to get bingo at some point we haven't gotten bingo yet if you do want to see our bingo card if you're watching on youtube it should be up right now as we're talking and if you're listening on audio and you don't want to switch over to youtube as a viewing platform we do have this up on our episode notes on play Choices podcast at tumblr.com okay let's just jump into it i'll go ahead and start with the first unmarked box so that mc can sleep with their boss I can't believe we got to fuck the witness before we got to fuck game.
1: That is so insane to me. That is so <laughs> it's insane. It's insane.
0: Um, we again, we know we're gonna get there, but not yet. Next box says the opposition is friends with the judge. We don't haven't really ran into a case like that really. The next one says MC gives legal advice to random people. Hmm legal information like (laughs) legal information not advice uh pro bono lawyers also make a lot of money i feel like we haven't really gotten to any stories like that um we have a tragic story of a loved one getting screwed by the legal system i don't not a loved one i mean maybe just like an individual in general but the loved one is so specific i feel like we can't do anything with that
1: right right yeah okay then there's a
0: misuse of billable hours which mm, 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 not really
1: i mean it has not been stated it has i feel like i feel like at the very end they're
0: gonna be like marcus we firing you and kicking you out because of this because this man is just so desperate to get to the top like i feel like he's gotta be doing some shady shit okay and the next one says mc adopts a pet from client we have not been given a pet option yet so it hasn't happened Someone's parents are in law, but they aren't passionate about law. Mm, not really anything in there either. MC only has one long-term client for the entire book. <sighs> I feel like that's, I feel like we can say no to that, right? Because we have yes, like yeah, Marcus.
1: Yeah. Three-fourths of the book. Yeah. The the rich daughter. Mm-hmm. We've had a couple pro bono cases that have been wrapped up in one episode. Right. Yeah.
0: MC hooks up with an ally at work. <sighs> No. Sadly. No. Lord, do I want to try though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Do we consider like going over to Marcus like being at work or does it have to be in the office? Cause work is a very general term. It is,
1: but we were there for work, so I feel like we should have been work. But then it. Mm, no, no, no. That's that's definitely working. Yeah, that was definitely working. We
0: did the same thing with Tyler. So yes, you think yes, absolutely. we can work this? That was
1: because if okay. we had slept with Marcus the night that we were supposed to like having a night out, that would have been different, right? Because like Tyler, like sleeping right. with Tyler, I wouldn't have counted this time because we were having a night out. Like we weren't even at work.
0: Right, but the previous time and the
1: fact that we were at work when we went to go see Marcus, yeah, yeah, no. Mm -hmm.
0: The next one is MC has a lot of free time despite being a lawyer. I just I feel like the only free time they get is when Gabe and Sadie absolutely
1: and we can fuck someone that's not Gabe or Ashlyn.
0: You know, right? Yeah, Hmm. I don't know. Do we mark this? mean like i feel like
1: the only real free time we had was the cabin and that was still work related so it's just like it's very mm-hmm. yeah i would go ahead because it's i mean
0: i just feel like the amount of times that gabe and sadie have been letting us go have been like so much you know like in the beginning of the book like we had like 80 cases to juggle and now we're really only doing absolutely, one <laughs>
1: absolutely absolutely
0: because like they'd be going mm-hmm. to dinner quinn yes. fucking is sucking yes. like there's just... <laughs> yes she got, she got a lot of absolutely, free time. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: It's so funny because like they had them working. Oh my god, they had them working so hard at the beginning of the book, and towards the end, they're like, you know, you guys are so, you guys are so bad at this fucking job. Just yes, go
1: home. yo. <laughs> I mean, like we truly bright and early got into that office, had one conversation with Gabe, and they said, go home. Y'all fucked mm-hmm. up so much, we don't even want you in the building.
0: Yep. Okay, the next one is MC will get gifts from a client. Mm. Do we consider... Um, unless that dick I mean, <laughs> that,
1: that dick got us some more information on, you know, our main lead.
0: And got us into fucking trouble, oh, too. Oh my
1: goodness. You know what? That cancels out.
0: I guess we should count it. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think. not cancels out. Okay, last one. Last one is a lawyer sticks to their moral code. I feel like Yes, we, we have to. Have to this. because like there's multiple yes, instances. Yes,
1: yes,
0: Between like Quinn being like, we can't go with this strategy. Like we have to pursue one. And, and Gabe's like, listen, bitch, I can't do it, but you can. That's like two separate instances because that's Gabe being like, I will support you low key if you go do this. Quinn going to go do it. Bo knowing that he's going to be in trouble, but still telling the truth. You can have Quinn admitting to Sadie that they did it, which is still doing it. Quinn going to Marcus because Quinn's always like Marcus has to know Marcus has to know the truth like I feel like we just seen a market because there's been so many different times that it's happened in these past couple chapters We're like you know what fuck you Sadie (laughs) ladies gays and non-binaries that officially gives us our first bingo on the bottom row yay so as a reminder the ones that we marked that get, are giving us a bingo right now are someone will be cutthroat about the competition there is a sob story about working pro bono oh my god we got that twice especially oh, in this yes. last chapter we're fucking <laughs> um or was that pro bono if he was a public defender i guess not right because that's not pro bono because that was his oh, job Yeah,
1: yes, that is his job yeah yeah yeah
0: okay and then a lawyer sticks to their moral code, a lawyer does something unethical to win the competition, and MC can be covered about the competition. So we officially have our first bingo for laws of attraction. There was so much that fucking happened in, oh my god, there was so much that fucking happened in this couple chapters. I kind of got no, it a No, it's
1: truly whiplash. I mean, truly.
0: All right. Well, I don't know if you have any ending thoughts.
1: Um, no, just get your Sadie system? and Gabe do better. Marcus, shut the fuck up. Let us do our mm-hmm. job. And everyone else, just uh, c- continue what you're doing. That, Martin, get off my balls. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I disagree with that sentence because Quinn can't fucking keep their fucking mouth shut. I feel, like, I feel like, honestly, I'm totally on Sadie and Gabe's side when it comes to the fact of, like, you all are dumb. Don't make any fucking moves unless I'm there to watch you because... They fucked up. They, Quinn done fucked up three times. The fact... Get, you know what? Actually, Bo should have kept his fucking mouth shut and let Quinn take the fall. Because Quinn Quinn done told three separate <laughs> people what the fucking strategy was. Three separate fucking people and somehow only got caught for one and was able to work out of that because Bo decided to be a white knight. Like, I feel like Quinn... Fire her. Fire her. Personally. I wouldn't want a good lawyer like Quinn working for me because... All the goodwill that Quinn had built up over the past 13 chapters, gone. Gone. Because you made a dumb ass mistake.
1: When um, Sadie comes into that room and figures out it was you, and she was like, you were at the top of the competition, now you're at last place. And then takes it a step further and was like, why shouldn't I fire you? I was like, oh my fucking goodness. I said, damn Quinn, how the mighty have fucking fallen. Like, Jesus.
0: I'm telling you. And oh my god, Quinn should have just been like, and hey, you know what, I told the yeah, P.I. Yeah, I'm absolutely. the chef too. And even with the chef, because everyone was there, and not a single person looked at Quinn and was like, "Baby girl, what are you doing? Why are you just telling anybody?"
1: At this point,
0: just running your fucking mouth? With Bo,
1: it's nepotism. Just get a whole, just get a whole staff. Get a whole new five senior associates.
0: Get a whole new fucking staff. Y'all just, you need to restart the competition. Fire everybody. Get new people because, oh my God, the fact that not a single individual looked at them and was like, "Bitch." I just, I wouldn't want them to be my lawyers. All I'm saying. Marcus paying top notch. And I get, listen, I'm not saying Marcus is a smart cookie himself. I'm not defending Marcus's behavior. I think he's a dumbass. And I think a dumbass client got paired with some dumbass lawyers. And I'm sorry, but the few instances of, you know, um, an epiphany that Quinn had does not undo all the unprofessional shit that Quinn's doing. I'm sorry. This is the least professional. (laughs) like book I've ever seen about such like a highly respected and like prestigious career. It's absolutely insane.
1: No, true.
0: But I I'll just I'll let that be my ending thought because I'm just I'm just disappointed. I i I that's it. I'm just leave it like that. Okay, well, thank you everybody for joining us for this episode. Um, as a reminder, if you would like to follow us on our socials, we're at Play Choices Podcast on Tumblr and on Instagram, and Play Choices Pod on Twitter. Thank you everybody for joining us.
1: Bye, guys.
0: Bye.